Hey, I'm Bob Runkle, and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts and stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's seeing driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams, no matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present. And now, here is your host, DJ Bob. The first 10 episodes of Star Trek Prodigy are available now on DVD and Blu-ray. And today, I'm sitting down with the executive producers talking about everything Star Trek, inclusion within the show, and... Just living long and prospering. Enjoy it. Congratulations on this incredible show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm so excited for people to finally check it out in a nice, compact set, which is available now. So... One of my first questions for the both of you is, working with a property such as Star Trek, there's a lot of weight to it. Like there's a lot of history there and a lot of missteps that could happen if you do it the wrong way. Were there any trepidations or worries going into this? <laughs> yeah, too many. yeah, big, big yes. Oh my god, how intense! I mean, so when, when Chrisman first brought it up, we our first thought was no, like we can't. Uh, how would we? How do we do that? Like the target is so small to hit, because we knew if we were going to write this show, we needed to do it in a way that kids would love it, and then brand new fans, adult fans, would love it. And then we wanted the the serious Trek fans to love it as well. And we're like, oh my, this is gonna be impossible. <laughs> well, but, but I think, but I, I think, you know, when we when we had after we after those trepidations, we said, well, if this is about a crew who doesn't know anything about Starfleet, it kind of gave us a security blanket of like, let's see this adventure through the eyes of characters who have not gone through Starfleet. Um, and that and that and then and and that was the beginning of the show. Because it, you could introduce everything, right? You can have an episode just about the transporter or just about the Borg or just, you know, and just spoon feed, you know, our audience and ease our way into this really, you know, rich world. Yeah. And our, we were always like, we wanted to simplify, never dumb down. You know, I, we always, we, we respect, we respect the audience. We respect kids. And so we feel like we throw a lot of them in the show but we we feel like we, when we look at the what would a start what would a young Star Trek fan, you know, look like sound like what would they want and we and we like this idea that they're smarter than the than the rest of the elk you know a bit, and 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 they like these big rabbit holes to go down. I will say, there's so much like love for 
obscure Star Trek references is not even funny. There's a lot of fan service in here too, which is absolutely wonderful. There's a lot of little Easter eggs for us. Thank you. I, I, I think not just the Easter eggs, but we wanted to make sure that our show wasn't separate from the other Trek shows. We wanted to exist in the same universe. We wanted the design style, you know, to, to be able to get legacy characters to come on our show or our characters to interact with legacy characters and the world outside world that we all love. And we have, I mean, our crew is made up of some very, very diehard Star Trek fans. And then also there's people who have never seen any Star Trek and we want to respect all of their opinions, you know, and as we kind of put together one tableau of, of what that may look like, you know, something that respects the old, but also respects the new, um, we, you know, we've always felt like it was that balance of getting that balance right. Um, therefore, you know, those little tiny little Easter eggs, we, we know that that hit of nostalgia that comes in seeing O'Connor, you know, and, and, and we love that stuff. I mean, as a Trekkie myself and as an animation nerd and just as a pop culture enthusiast, this show checks all the boxes for me because it's just a perfect meshing of everything that I love. And I hope that others enjoy it as well, because it's such a special show. Wow. Thank, Thank you. you. That means a lot. And then yeah. I think we're so excited, I think, for these. Um, I think there's three more episodes of season one that are coming out. I know this interview is about the first 10 episodes, but Kevin and I could not be more prouder of um, the arc in which these characters take and how to, and what happens in episode 20. And it, it's... It, it, it'll it'll leave a scar on your heart. And I think that's what the best of animation and the best of storytelling does. So a part of our show and one of the main focuses of our show is diversity and inclusion. So if a Star Trek character was to partner up with someone in a wheelchair and give their best attributes what character would that be and what would they do? I, I feel like Zero would relate very much so um, um, as a non-corporeal entity, also in a suit. Um, I think perspective, I think life experience and perspective. I think in um, in seeing that there's no there's no difference. There's no they may they they may have a different ability to to get around, but um, it's really the, the minds and the personality and the um, who they are as an essence that, that's most important. I don't think you guys realize this intentionally, but there's so much inclusion within this show that people with different abilities and different ways of life can see themselves, even in this fully formed universe that we've loved for decades now. So that's a big part of it for Thank me. You. I mean, thank you. And it really comes down to what Gene Roddenberry was doing, right? And we really wanted our show to embody um, what Gene's vision was initially. So, um, and if for like for for me, if you were to boil down Star Trek in into into a um, into the essence, to me, it's the relationship of Kirk and Spock. You know, it's it's at the heart of it. It's two very, very, very different people with two very different perspectives. 
and they and they and and they make themselves better by being together. Joe, to wrap this up, what do you hope people take away from this DVD coming out, and what are you most excited for people to see? I think we we've talked about this in the writers' room, where you know, there's so many people who are watching TOS for the first time now. I feel like people are going to be what you know. It's it's odd because I think in today's day and age. Entertainment is so disposable, but but there are writers room where like people will be watching this show 20 years from now. And so this is the very first DVD of the show that's going to be around for a very, very long time. And, you know, and I think we're very, very proud that we've put our hearts into this. We put our hearts into this first 10 episodes. We put our hearts in the next 10 episodes. And uh, this is a very, this is a beginning of, of a, a beautiful trek. For me, it's like, I see, you know, there's people on our crew and advisors uh, who became scientists, who became mathematicians, who became astronauts, who became artists because of Star Trek, right? And we really hope that this show will inspire, you know, the scientists of tomorrow and the astronauts of the tomorrow. That's that's my that's my dream. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me and just thank you for creating such a wonderful space for young Star Trek fans to kind of get their feet wet and I bet you that we kind of getting back to the drawing board to, to kind of adapt this world for young minds just before we wrap up can you tell me quick about that project kind of getting getting into the world and adapting it for this audience well we had to like at the very beginning in our writer's room we talked about why what is it that we love about star trek and like if we're introducing new minds to it like what are the greatest hits what are the type of episodes that you remember what what are the ideals as well what are the messages the the ideals that you've taken away that were some of your favorites or that fans really respond to and so we really created a, a board of all of our favorite things of why we love Star Trek and why people do. And how do we take those ideas and take the time and introduce them, you know, in our season one. And I think what the other piece to writing for a younger audience is to respect them. It's to always respect them. We can learn just as much from young people as young people can, can learn from, from their elders. So I think that's something that's very important. Well, thank you guys so much for chatting with me today. I love this show, and I can't wait for people to check it out. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Bob. Thank Thank you you so much. It was great talking with you. The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present.